Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hey, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. This is the show where the two of us speak about subjects. Like breakdancing. Breakdancing. And Griffin does breakdancing performances. Yeah. And I commentate on their uh, exceptionalness. So uh, let's get started. <laughs> oh, he's doing spins. Ow! 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 He's, he's making everybody in the our house. Friction, the friction on the carpet hurts. Concern for his Ooh. well-being. And uh, here's a new one. You ready? <laughs> now, That's a new one. I've been working on that. Was that yeah, like, I'll do it again real quick. Was that like a joint popping out? In my butt. It my butt. Your butt popped? It my butt popped. Is that what they mean when they, they say to make it pop? They do mean that. They mean to do like <laughs> To make a, that actual pop noise. Like the lollipop, boom boom, like that sound. Uh-huh. But with your butt. Okay. Never thought about that before, have you? You're almost saying that like it's a challenge. It's the way I'm <laughs> sitting right now feels very empowering. Like, listener, it's up to you. Yeah. Make it pop. Don't make it pop. I don't want to be responsible, mm-hmm. even in a little bit. I do like this pose. Usually you're perched like a gargoyle, but this feels very conversational. I'm very relaxed. Yeah. I'm sitting, uh, legs crossed, not even with my, just my face facing you. My body is sort of turned away. <laughs> well, I feel I like very it. much like I'm hosting a podcast right now. Good. That's what we're doing. Yeah. You have a small wonder. Who oh, really raced into that one. You have one. Uh-huh. I know it. Inside, I can see it. Inside you, it's a light shining from within your torso. Oh, can I take one that you maybe were going to say? Uh huh. The Stranger Things. We talked. We did say that last week. Did we, we did mention last week. Did the we talk about? <laughs> we did finish. We did finish the Stranger Things. I thought it was. I can't remember a more fun television watching experience. Super fun. This was one of those rare seasons where they bring in new characters and I'm like super invested in them. A lot no. of times I'm like, just give me the old crew. That's all I want. Yeah. But then there were new people and I was like, I like those new people too. Yeah. It was scary mm-hmm. and it was exceedingly campy, you know, but in a way that they committed to without being the least bit winky about it, which is so refreshing to see that. Like I, I it takes me out of it so quick when a movie is like clearly doing some sort of pastiche. I love the, like, I'll watch any Marvel movie, but I feel like they're bad about this. Where like, anytime they do any kind of pastiche, they're like, get it? And in this one, it's like, we're gonna do it, but we're gonna do it fucking hard, and we are not going to, like, break even a little bit. I thought of I thought of another okay. small wonder since we've already talked about that one. Yeah. Uh, just kind of the, the window air conditioning unit, how it is advanced in technology. Uh, we uh, we live in a two-story house currently. Uh, one story has a working HVAC unit. The other story does not. Uh, it has been impossible for us to get somebody out here. But what they did give us on the day that they broke it forever uh, <laughs> was a window unit, which, you know, I remember as like the little thing that you actually put in the window, yeah. like perilously perched on your sill sure. and said, let's hope this thing stays where it's supposed to be. Now it's like a big robot guy you set on the floor and it's just got a little tooth that goes out the window. Oh, man. And it is the reason we have been able to sleep every night. It, the... This I I mentioned this to Rachel and you made a face, but I think I bet maybe you've had time. Will agree with you. Window unit AC just hits different from yeah. central air. Yeah, you get that outside smell in mm-hmm. a lot a lot cleaner. 
<laughs> with a with a window unit. It also, I mean, it definitely feels cold in a way of like it just like hits you when you walk yes. into the room. Of course, that is also because it contrasts with the fact that it's a hundred fucking degrees everywhere else on the first floor of our house. Yeah. Um, which is not pleasant. Our kids have been real troopers about it because largely because they sleep on the second floor, so it has been able to stay cool where they are. But like Griffin and I, by the end of the day, we just man, it it, it, sucks. it takes everything for us to not just, you know, call it. Yeah. Just say this is it. This yeah. is the end. Uh I'm gonna say another T V thing. We just started watching the new season of Barry last night. Yeah. And that show still absolutely kicks ass. It's going in mm, some dark directions. Yeah. It it is so charming in like in the way it gives you like a real insider view into what it's like to be an actor. Yes. You know? Like that is something I didn't really expect from the show. But uh I feel like it does a really good job of being like, hey, this is kind of the gross part of being an actor. Yeah. Uh, and it still is exciting, but it's it's gross. God, there's a part uh so Elsie Fisher from eighth grade, who is yeah. delightful. She was on my bim bam for a Gespert segment. Yeah. Uh is is on this season and she's like a part of this show that one of the other characters is on, and she witnesses like a pretty horrific like argument. That should not have taken place, yeah. like in this professional or anywhere or in this professional environment. And so one of the like camera operators is like consoling her, like, "Oh, you really? I'm so sorry that you had to see that." But and then her walkie beeps, and she's like, "What's that? Oh, you need it on set. Let's go!" Like just immediately, like walks <laughs> yeah. away from this like yeah. conversation. That it like was... pivot of the ability of being like, "Oh, you're a human being with needs." Oh, but oh, there's showtime. There's a job to do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, that show's good. We're only two episodes in, but um, good lord! It, uh, I imagine it turns out great for everybody. I bet everything turns <laughs> out fantastic. At the end, it's like maybe there should never be any more murder in the world. Maybe that and is then how they it all goes. join hands and there's a hugging. Do you go first this week? I don't I, know. I do go first this week. Please give it to me. Uh, I was really excited when I came up with this topic. Oh boy! Because it's, it's, it's a fun one. Okay. Okay, my topic. Is the weekly world news? Oh my god! Do you remember the Bat Boy? Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody who was alive, I think, between the years of like nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and three, oh, it was even before that. Oh, was it really? Yeah, Bat Boy's earlier than that. It's actually it was the thirty year anniversary of Bat Boy on June twenty third. Okay, but that is that. It, the, the, it's still not in publication. The Weekly World News is it? Well, it's still a website. Oh, okay. It, you can't like go to a, a grocery store and see it on the shelves anymore. Which was my, I would say, sole exposure exactly. to Bat Boy is that they would have uh, what what would essentially now be like an internet shock image, uh huh. But on the fucking front of their of their thing, uh huh. At the checkout at Big Bear or Kroger's. Yeah, no that that's what was fun about it. There was a period of time, as I imagine, is true for a lot of elementary school age children. Where I hit this real interest in the kind of goofy, like paranormal stuff, you sure. know, uh, and it was difficult to find because there wasn't really internet, you know, and so you would have to get like a book about it. But then there was this magazine that was out there and was like, "Let me tell you about those aliens, Rachel." And yeah. I was like, "Cool, this is fun." Was it a magazine or was it like a print? Like it was a like a it was like a print, print, like a black and white print. Right. Okay. Thing. But it was like with the magazines at the checkout. Sure. And it it blended in just so surreptitiously. <laughs> so it You'd is You'd be flipping through and it'd be like Cameron Diaz, Cameron Diaz, Tom Cruise, Cameron Diaz, Bat Boy. Bat Boy. Cameron Diaz. <laughs> 
So that is the thing. So that is kind of how the weekly world news hit its stride is that initially it was just kind of another tabloid. So the National Enquirer switched from black and white to color in 1979. And the Enquirer still had this black and white press. And so Gene Pope, who was the owner, said, like, what are we going to do with this thing? Maybe wake another one uh that's like a little a little more like globally news of the weird focused yes way more supernatural in nature well so that's the thing so when it first started it was 1979 it started and initially it was just kind of combing existing papers specifically for weird stories that's fantastic i didn't know that yeah so again before like google there was really no one place to get all those weird stories uh and so what they would do is they would and this is like 80 percent of the stories they published they would have three or four what they called clippers who were surrounded by mountains of newspapers and they would spend each day looking at the newspapers across the world. What a fucking job. Clipping stories and then basically rewriting the story and putting like a splashier headline. That's, I mean, when you put it that way, it's a little grosser. Not as (laughs) gross as I would say probably what was the standard operating procedure for the Inquirer or any other tabloid in existence, but still. (laughs) So this is a Mental Floss article that I am citing, but they talk about how those stories were usually like somebody falling off a cliff or hanging on a tree branch for four days until they were rescued. Like crazy, like unbelievable stories. They like put it all in one paper. Four days is a long time to hang off a cliff. Uh Uh-huh. My arms would get pretty tired, I bet. (laughs) Uh, and so that's kind of how they existed for the first two, three years. So like all real stories just kind of sensationalize a little bit. Yeah, I think that's probably safe to say. And then uh, Eddie Klontz, who has the most newspaper name ever, became the managing editor in 1981. <laughs> Can you say it with like a thick New York accent? <laughs> like, Eddie Klontz, hey. I, need, I need those papes on my, on my, why, what was I, what just happened to me? <laughs> It's me, Eddie Clarence from New York. (laughs) I was trying to prepare my own accent. I lost track of where you were going. Yeah, I went somewhere else. Julie, this is Eddie Clarence. Give me that that scoop ASAP. Come on, Julie. Scoop me, (laughs) Eddie Clarence. So, Managing Editor 1981, he kind of inspired people to have a little more fun out there. Uh, They did some airbrushing to create like a half dog, half cat for example. Loving it. Kind of create these stories. They usually would get a source. Like people started calling it in and saying like, hey, this crazy thing happened to me. And that was enough for them to like write a whole story about sure. it. Sure. Vetting. They probably did not have a vetting department. No. They were just like, ooh, they, cat dog? Sure. They kind of, what I was reading, so the Mental Floss, that article I was reading was kind of an oral history and they were talking to people that used to work at the paper. Uh, and they talk about how they kind of had two audiences. They had the like humor satire audience. And then they also had the people that like wanted to believe that there was like crazy stuff out there happening Man, in the world. Man, I don't know. The, the, the lengths to which they went out there, it is <laughs> wild to think. It's like it reaches the level of people who like see Onion headlines and are like, yeah. whoa, he did what? So as... It got more extreme as they like got Photoshop, which was like, you know, a relatively new thing when they acquired it. Uh, And so that's when you got to you got to see more things. So previously it had been a lot of Elvis is alive stories. So between 1988 and 1992, 
Uh, they did a lot of stories uh, on Elvis still being alive. Um, they actually, the so the Los Angeles Times basically credited uh, the Weekly World News as being the like instigator for this phenomenon that like oh, Elvis is still out there. Um, they were kind of the first ones just to say like maybe Elvis is still out there. And so when everybody started kind of. Well, I mean, anyone it. could say that. <laughs> I, guess that's I could say that. Maybe Elvis <laughs> is still out there. I don't know. Uh, once Elvis lost steam, 1992, they developed Bat Boy, two foot tall, 19 pound hybrid beast childs, highly sought after by government officials found. Do you know where Bat Boy was found? No. A cave in West Virginia. Hey, okay. Yeah. Probably, uh, Point Pleasant. You think? Somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I think that's where Mothman is from, uh, originally. Oh, so they were doing, at the time, they were doing a lot of, like, alien kind of stories. Yeah. And they were putting together kind of an alien baby. Uh, and the editor at the time was kind of like, hey, you've got something there. Uh, you know, you've got the big ears, the big eyes. But we've done a lot of alien stories. Can we do something different? Uh, and then they <laughs> developed this whole subterranean civilization. Uh and wanted to make something kind of episodic that would carry through issues. Uh -huh. And so they they developed Bat Boy, uh, which was funny because they had to be careful. So it is in the grocery store checkout. So they didn't want to do anything that kind of suggested bestiality. And so they oh, instead wow. were Jesus, like what a what a <laughs> what a what a wild leap for anyone to make. So they kind of suggested, like, let's say it's this whole creature that lives in caves that we just now discovered right not like a person and a bat got together right okay good uh, i don't think again <laughs> i get it yeah crossing your t's dotting your i's yeah, and lowercase j's but that seems like maybe you are the one who introduced you weekly world news are the one who introduced the idea you know everybody has a line and the weekly world news that was i guess their line okay uh, so what became interesting about this? So as I mentioned, two audiences, right? The one that's like, oh, isn't Bat Boy funny? And the audience is like, is like, maybe there's a Bat Boy. And so what ended up happening is they created this whole arc around the FBI, like trying to seek out Bat Boy. Bat Boy was something of a, an anti-hero, if memory said. Like, there was a <laughs> lot of fondness for Bat Boy yeah. in this publication. Yeah. It was not, I, I think that's important because like, I think if you hear this story and you weren't around and didn't see these things, it's easy to imagine like... This otherness that was sort of uh, put upon the Bat Boy yeah. when really Weekly World News celebrated this exactly. fictitious Bat Child in a, in a way that was uh, oftentimes kind of like whimsical. Yeah. Yeah. I would argue, I mean, like before the Internet really took off. You know, there weren't there weren't memes. There wasn't the onion, at least when they were first getting started. Like there weren't places where you could see like crazy pictures and crazy stories except for this kind of the publication. Weekly world news, yeah. Uh so back to the FBI. So the FBI started getting calls demanding that Bat Boy be released. So awesome. <laughs> the FBI would contact Weekly World News and say, like, okay, you have to stop printing these stories. Because people are are calling us, protesting our our capture of Bat Boy. You can't stop the signal, man. This story is more important <laughs> than you or I 
Uh, so Batboy, uh, as Griffin mentioned, real phenomenon. Um, there was merchandising. You can still buy Batboy products on the Weekly World News website. Uh, there was apparently a 1997 off-Broadway musical. I love this. Uh, which I never saw. Um, <laughs> no, did you? No. Who I, was uh, in that? Who was in that? Was that? Oh, it was. Who um, was that? Oh, gosh. Gosh. Mm, it definitely who was that? had. 1997. 97. So, so the, in the original 97 run. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> was in it. Matt Doyle was in it. <laughs> a, a very, very young. Very young Matt Doyle. He was a bad boy. Young. He played bad boy. Uh, there was also talk of a feature film that uh, never never came to fruition. There were people that would develop movie stri- scripts, but nobody nobody went the distance. God, I'm looking at a picture of Batboy right now. And the Photoshop, or I guess whatever was the rudimentary Photoshop that they used, he looks sort of like a Trolls doll with a big Nosferatu mouth. Yeah, there's definitely a Nosferatu. Somebody, uh, some of the articles I read suggested there is a similarity to The Scream. If you want to get, if you but get classy. the eyes are so big, and I would say beautiful, glistening eyes. Yeah, it's captivating. Like, can you imagine, like, how do you pass that up? Like, I feel like I remember seeing it in the checkout lane. Like, you can't unsee that image. <laughs> uh, okay, so Gene Pope, the, the uh, creator of this, uh, passed away in 1988, uh, they went on to continue the publication uh, with a different leader. Uh, 1996, I don't know if you remember, there was a USA Network television series. I do not remember For Weekly this. World News, which I don't personally remember, but it seems familiar to me. So the publication ceased to be printed in 2007. Uh, August 27, 2007 was the last print issue, and then it went to uh, the website. Um which you can still find today. Um, I mean, there's still there's still stories in there. Apparently, it still gets picked up occasionally. In 2010, a story about the Los Angeles Police Department purchasing jetpacks was picked up by Fox News. Uh, so <laughs> people are still falling for it, uh, which is kind of entertaining. Um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not what it once was. No, you can still you can still find stuff on there. Some some good stuff, I would say, including. Um uh my favorite one that i just found is uh nasa confirms god throwing asteroids at earth (laughs) thanks nasa for the heads up we'll keep an eye to the skies i never really thought about the comparison to the onion like as i was reading this this oral history with people that used to work there they talk about like this whole idea of like satirical media for the general public like the onion has really cornered the market on that, but weekly world news was in there kind of early saying like, yeah, you can make up some crazy stuff uh, and it can have just as much entertainment. And the way that onion has like extreme self-awareness and that everything is a joke. This has a, I would say slightly lower, but still definitely present level of self-awareness where Mm -hmm. when they run an article like fire breaks out on the moon, They don't, there's not somebody with like a, you know. I saw an article about the Eiffel Tower being eaten by termites. And if you're like in the middle of the country in the U.S. and you don't have access to cable news sure. uh, and there isn't internet, like I could see you having a moment being like, wait. Termites eat. For real though? Made of wood? No. <laughs> 
but you know, it was kind of it was before you could really fact check anything. Sure. You know, and so it's kind of I don't know. It's 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 a very unique uh, experience uh, that I think people had reading that publication and it was i don't know i i'm bringing it because i found it kind of like charming and delightful this idea that there are people out there just kind of swinging for the fences sure uh creating these kind of like extraterrestrial stories uh and i don't know I, i always found it really charming uh can i steal you away yes Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? (laughs) Is factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. (laughs) Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, There's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? (laughs) Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain Got a couple Grandpa Johns here in this first one I would love to read because it is for Maddie and it is from Maddie who says, Hey me, it's me. I hope this message is what you need to hear right now. You look beautiful today. You're happier than yesterday. The days keep getting better. You may feel like you're falling so far, but the landing won't hurt at all. When the falling feels like too much, make Grandma's brownies have a good cry and breathe. You are so loved. Ah. 
that's really nice. I don't know if that one line was make the recipe your grandma taught you for brownies or <laughs> go out there. Get your favorite grandmas together. Wrangle up some grannies. <laughs> make them brownies. And make them some brownies. Both would be great. Both would make you feel better, I bet. Do you want to do the second one? I do. Oh, wow. Hey, look. Uh, this is for Evelyn. It is from Evelyn. We got we got buddies sending messages to themselves. Through time. They don't even know each other, and now they do. Wow, beautiful. Evelyn, this note is to a very important person in my life, myself. You've been through a lot and worked hard to be a person you're proud of. Remember to keep looking for wonderful things like your cats, your friends, living in Austin, and that you can always try something new. I couldn't do it without you, and thanks to all the McElroys for bringing me joy. You're welcome. Gosh, it's time, finally time someone said it, huh? <laughs> We're breaking our backs over here. Evelyn, hold down Austin for us. Please lock it down and... Keep it keep it great. Keep it great. Keep it fun. Keep it weird. <laughs> is something we like to say. Um, hi, I'm looking for a movie. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, there's that new foreign film with the time travel. There's an amazing documentary about queer history on streaming. Have I told you about this classic where giant robots fight? Or there's that one that most critics hated, but I thought was actually pretty good. Ooh, I know. The one with the huge car chase, and then there's that scene where... The, the car, car jumps, jumps over, over the submarine. submarine. Wow, who are you eclectic movie experts? Well, I'm Evie Wadiway. I'm Drea Clark. And I'm Alonzo Duraldi. And together, we host the movie podcast, Maximum film new episodes every week on maximumfun.org and you actually just walked into our recording booth oh weird sorry i thought this was a video store you seem like a lady with a lot of problems carrie is it oh yes hi i'm carrie i am psychic ross and i will be reading you this evening oh interesting well okay i co-host a podcast it's called ono ross and carrie uh, yes i'm it? sensing that the oh. spirits are telling me it is a show about well it's about poodles. like fringe science and yes, spirituality and correct. claims of the paranormal and oh you knew that you do research online you but more importantly like we do in-person investigations in investigate yeah. as well oh my god that's amazing see me and my friend this is so weird my friend ross same name as you weird he and i just go and try them all out and actually we've gone to a number of psychics and to be honest with you it's a lot like this it's called ono ross and carrie they can find it at maximumfun.org i could have told you that got a spicy one for you okay takis curiously we have two episodes in our back catalog that have the word Takis in the title. But aren't about Takis. Not about Takis. <laughs> One I believe is called Hot Brie and Takis, where you talked about Brie. I don't know if you talked about pairing Takis with them or not. We have another one called Eating All the Takis. <laughs> it was an early one, but like... I don't think there were, I, I skimmed through it, didn't hear any actual talk yeah, discussion. No, I, I mean, this is, some, this is a snack food that I didn't have until I moved here. It is definitely a new phenomenon for me, and we are going to do it now. We are talking Takis now. Uh, I, I would say only for the past few years I've been eating Takis, and I, not frequently, but when I do get the urge, when I do get the, the desire to eat Takis, it hits me like a truck, and I cannot think of anything else yeah. until I secure some time. No, there is no substitution. It's not like, you know, a, a Lay's versus a Ripple situation. Like There are pretenders to the throne. 
I believe Doritos has a chip called a Dynamita or something like oh. that. That is a, a similarly rolled corn it tortilla is chip, which is what a, a Taki is, if you are not familiar. It Trader a, Joe's has a good like chili lime knockoff that, that is, I enjoy. I, would say, I enjoy it because it is slightly less... Um, devastating. Yeah. Do you like a like a spicy like? So, had, did you have a spicy chip experience prior to this? No, not one that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, we're we're you can tell we're excited to talk about takis <laughs> because I I don't know that everybody knows what a taki is. It is a rolled up tortilla chip that is that is spicy beyond. It is flavorful beyond definition. Similar to a Cheeto in that the covering is so dense that your hands will be covered in it uh, while eating them. Only Cheeto dust doesn't possess a sort of corrosive property in the same way that Takis. Oh, my mouth's um, watering just talking about it. (laughs) We got some Takis downstairs. Uh, I ate some for lunch about... With your leftovers? With my leftovers. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it was leftover Thai food. Sprinkle it on top. <laughs> no, it was like a post. There wasn't that much Thai food in there. So yeah. I just had some Thai yeah. okay. to, to polish it off. Uh, and then like when I was writing my notes like an hour and a half later, I still had a, a pretty spicy mouth uh-huh. from the Takis I'd eaten 90 minutes prior. Um, it is, it is, man, it's extremely spicy. It is also uh, super sour. So it just kind of overwhelms all of your senses yeah. with just a single chip is just all it takes. No, to. it's true. Like it, it's the kind of chip where, um, you know, when you're eating a Pringle mm. and then like 10 minutes later, you've eaten 25 Pringles. Can't do that with a Taki. Yeah. Taki, you've really got to keep track of how many you're eating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, set a timer on your phone <laughs> or watch. Uh, the chip itself is also really good. It's a little bit thicker than your average like a yeah. Tostito, which means you have to work just a little bit harder to chew it up, which means that flavor is <laughs> just a little bit more time to take up residence in your in your mouth and destroy your tongue. Um, so Takis are made by a company named Barcel, uh, which is under a, a Mexican corporation named uh, Grupo Bimbo. Uh, they were introduced in Mexico in 1999, and they were imported into the States in 2004, uh, and oh, so this is, I mean, it, not new to the country, but new to us in our experience. I didn't know that there weren't Takis when we were kids. No, uh, no, certainly not, in, not in the States, but when it did hit the States, uh, it sort of became a much sort of broader, uh, multicultural demographic hit than Barcel was sort of anticipating. Uh, but man, I just, it's, it's, I think everywhere now these days yeah I, I don't even know if prior to the song hot cheetos and takis if i had had a taki i had not i definitely yeah. had not um taki is of course a play on taquitos the, the rolled taco which this is of course a sort of derivative of something else i love about takis all right and i did just haul a bunch of stuff downstairs <laughs> in the break he's not breathless from his takis enthusiasm i did eat some takis while i was hauling stuff downstairs we to both be did let's away. be honest yes um and so, so spicy i always they forget. are so very spicy i forget how spicy and that's what i love about it the predominant takis flavor on the market is fuego which uses hot chili pepper and lime seasoning uh, and usually, that's all you can find on store shelves. It's the one that comes in the purple bag. Yeah, and honestly, like I, I read that as a like a Westerner that was like, um, "Oh, well, where's the mild taki, please?" Well, Fuego, <laughs> Fuego is the spiciest taki. 
that there is, which is what oh. I love about it, is that the sta- you got your your Cheetos and your Doritos, right? And those have spicy flavors, sure. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. I was like, where is the like just the, just a smidge of spicy? The Takis flavor that is by far the most common one that you will find on store shelves is Fuego. Wow. Uh, and it is, it, is the, it is the spiciest, uh, according to the know. Wikipedia I article. I did notice on the bag, though, that they were marketing other kinds that I had never seen before. Yeah, there's one that doesn't like have... a blue one. There's a blue one that doesn't have the lime flavor. I think it's just the spicy chip, but for me, the lime really yeah, that's sets it. it off. That's uh-huh. like, that, that gets you that good tahini flavor. Why would you want it blue? I don't know. Yeah, that's just going to get all over it. I mean, I feel that way about most foods, though. Like when a beverage is blue, you know, or a candy is blue. High risk game that you're doing. Yeah. Um, There are other flavors, which I'm going to describe some of now because the flavor names of Takis are almost universally exceptional. Uh, There is a flavor that is chili cheese flavor called Party. (laughs) Uh, There's a habanero and cucumber flavor named Zombie. And my personal favorite, there is a pickle and like cheeseburger flavored Taki called Angry Burger. And I am deeply curious about that one because I don't like pickles, but I do love pickle seasoning on, you know, popcorn. We should say here as much as we would welcome the gift of Taki. We are moving. Please don't send us anything. Please don't send us anything. Please don't send us anything. But. But. I've never seen those on shelves before, and I'm curious. I have to imagine that they are uh, a rarity. Becoming more common are uh, other Takis uh, products, like Takis Waves, which are potato chips. They're like ruffles, but with Taki, you know, Fuego seasoning. Uh, That doesn't sound so good to me. I don't like. I don't know that I like a potato chip as much as I like a spicy corn chip. Yeah. Um. But there is Takis Pop, which is just Takis flavored popcorn, and I bet oh, that fucking rips. Yeah. I bet that's real good. Um. So Takis has also been the subject of a number of health advisories, some <laughs> more sensationalist than others. Uh-huh. Um. There. I mean, I don't know. I feel like around the hot Cheetos and Takis drop is when the, this prevalence amongst young people <laughs> eating hyper-spicy Takis became sort of a, a, a big thing. Um, and so around like 2018, uh, there were a lot of uh, rumors, let's call them, that you know, uh, overconsumption of Takis uh, led to an increase in risk of like different stomach cancers and oh. ulcers, but that's not, it's not okay, it has good. no scientific basis whatsoever. Um, however... Uh, around that same time, uh, 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 more than a few pediatricians came out and said, like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> the number of kids we have received in our hospital and emergency rooms for, like, yeah. acute gastritis uh, is Oh, that makes me sad so for little Griffin that ate all that hot sauce. Oh, for sure. Yeah, young Griffin didn't know what he was talking about. Um, so, Barcel themselves said in in 2018 they like responded to these reports and said that takis are safe to eat in moderation uh, <laughs> which is just another reason that i like them because i know i can only have maybe like eight to ten takis in one sitting and then yeah. i need to walk away so i don't like overstuff myself and I get completely flavor blasted like instantly. And then I can just feel good about like the amount of restraint I've just employed and not like eating so many Takis that I hurt myself. Uh It's an exercise in, in, I don't know, wisdom and judgment. 
and but a, and a delicious one at that, I would say. <laughs> um, so yeah, eat Takis responsibly. Eat, I guess, whatever responsibly, but especially Takis and hot Cheetos. They got in some hot water around the same era. You know, also. I don't think I've ever had a hot Cheeto. I've had an Andy Caps hot fries, and it was so. And I imagine this this might damage my brand. So gross, <laughs> so gross and bad that the idea of another sort of puffed, spicy experience is is, is just a non-starter for me. Do they? And this may be me like making some false equivalencies, but do they taste kind of like a like a potato straw, but spicy? Andy Cap's hot fries. Yeah. No, Andy Cap's hot fries are more um, sort of like uh, eating a very. Uh, very savory, very spicy insulation is kind of how I oh. would describe it. In my high school, for whatever reason, there was a vending machine yeah. right next to the Fruitopia vending machine that had like d- different little uh, five stick packs of gum that you get for a quarter, and then like three rows of honey buns and three <laughs> rows of handicapped hot fries. And that would be lunch. Would be a Fruitopia, some Andy Caps hot fries, a honey bun, and then like a stick of Big Red. So to... you kept eating the Andy Caps? No, I didn't. I didn't eat them. Okay. I, I, I had them when my friends got them out of any machine, so I never <laughs> sought out Andy Caps because I think they were, I, I knew then they were gross. And you just I, wanted to look cool with your friends. Sure, you know, your friends are hanging out underneath the bleachers in gym class. And you're like, what are you guys doing down there? Just holding like, a hot fry between like, no, two Griffin, fingers. You don't want any of this makes, shit. This makes me look so sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So that's Takis. They fucking yeah. rule. There's yeah. so. There's no. There's no other other eating experience on the planet like it. And if it scratches this itch, it fills this category for me. That when I start to crave Takis, literally nothing else uh-huh. will do. Yeah. No. It's that lime thing. I think that's that's the big. Yeah. That's the big deal, right? Like I love a lime tortilla chip. Sure. Like for me, it's it's pretty much exclusively can't beat it. What I'll buy. But the spicy and the lime. Oh boy. I've already hit my quota for today of Takis. (laughs) I've actually had about 15, so I need to stop. Okay. Or else I am going to want to eat more later on. And I can't do that to myself. But what I can do is say thanks to Bowen and Augustus for these for theme song, Money Won't Pay. Find a link to that in the episode description, and you're going to just love it. And uh, we have a bunch of stuff at McElroyMerch.com that you should go check out. And we have shows coming up for um, Bim Bam and Taz. And do we have any wonderful live shows? No, we on don't. The books? We don't. But maybe. In D.C. we should do one. Yeah, that's a great idea. We'll live there. Should we just decide right now? I mean, we should talk to our <laughs> we should probably various talk to representatives, but that would be a fun <laughs> idea. Anyway, that's all at bit.ly slash Tours. Thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. You can go to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the great yeah, shows there. I haven't listened to the new episode of Depression Mode, but I'm excited because one Justin McElroy is a guest. Yeah, and uh, and, and I, I am also excited to hear that. You told me that yesterday. I didn't know it because I'm not plugged in. To my brother's social media feeds well, anymore. Well, the Macroys, they're not a braggy bunch. I guess know? that's true. It wasn't like he texted everybody like, hey, guess what? Yeah. I'm your up bro- on depression. Your bro just hit it big. Yeah. Um, that's it. That is it. We do need to go because um, um, just we've got stuff to do, okay? Like we're busy people and yeah. we have so many friends and I have like three parties I've been invited <laughs> to today. <laughs> I, uh, what, tell me about those parties. Oh, one is from Janice. Uh-huh. And is there like a theme or a thing with it? Uh, it's a, it's, um, or, uh, George Orwell. George, George Orwell, Orwell party? party? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go as Animal Farm. Uh-huh. 
I'm going to go as the eight in MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.